Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Angie Ann Stevens Podcast. Crass Alone, Crass Alone Podcast. Are we ever going to stop that? What? The jingle? No. No. Nah. I mean, nah, yeah. <laughs> you like it too much? Uh, The listeners like it too much. Really? Yeah. I haven't had that experience yet. <laughs> I've had two people sing it. I've heard two <laughs> people sing it. All right. Well, two or I three. Gu- I guess we'll keep we'll keep doing it. Um, so, I don't know, listeners. Let us know if you don't like it. Yeah, reach out to just, us at four zero seven seven nine six two eight eight one. And we'll keep singing it. We'll just ask you to forward to the part where we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so we're back. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again. Um, we hope that uh, that you have enjoyed our uh, our last couple of episodes. Um, our last episode was, uh, you know, us providing archaeological evidence for Christianity. Um, uh, we provided plenty. Um, or the one before that was every Christian is called to be an apologist part two. And then part one preceded that one. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, if, if you're just coming on to listen to our podcast for the first time, if you go back and listen to the rest of the um, episodes, uh, not only will, will it be much appreciated, but you'll notice that there's a, there's a consistent trend with, with this podcast and in every episode and um you know we we obviously we um i mean i consider myself to to be a truth seeker truth teller um truth representative and we believe that if you are i guess in search of what you might consider ultimate truth um if you do that uh, objectively and respect the evidence, um, then you can't help but end up at Jesus. Um, and so that that is just the main our main hope is that you you know you find truth in Jesus. Um, we understand that it's not our job to like convince or convert anyone because that the, the Holy Spirit does that. Um, but as we as we look at the world around us, we we grow. Uh, you know, our concern grows more and more and more. And I don't know about you, counselor, but at least for me, um, you know, I've genuinely, you know, cried myself through some moments where I, I just can't help but, number one, be so thankful that God is more faithful to me than I am to him. Mm-hmm. Number two um just basking in his grace and his love is just overwhelming for me and number 3 
thinking about all the people that that I know, that I love, that I've met, um, that that refuse him, but also all the people and all the time that I've wasted and and misrepresented um, Christ. So all those things collectively bring me to to a place of very high emotion, and um, and it's just. For me, it's because there are so many things happening that keep pointing to an imminent return of Christ. Um, we understand the gospel in its most simplest form is to, you know, basically it's changing your mind from not believing to believing that Christ is your Lord and Savior, right? Believing that in your heart, confessing that with your mouth but also living a life of daily repentance. It's not something that just happens, you know, one time and you're, it's a done deal. Even though, you know, we, we hold the position that once you're truly saved, you are saved. Um, and though it can be argued that you can, in essence, throw your salvation away, um, if, you, if you've done that, then, then you know, we can argue also that you weren't truly saved mm. um, because a truly repentant heart is always, you know, it's always is, is picking up the cross every day and, you know, trying to the best of our human capacity and ability to live in Christ. And when we don't do that, we basically re-crucify him and, um, and so that's why it's it's daily repentance thing. Um, right. And of course, in order to maintain that, we have to, you know, not just abide, but live in the word. You know, we have to daily um, read scripture, even if it's just one verse. You, you know, I, I found even in my own experience that when I don't do that, when I don't even read one single verse of scripture, I... I find myself, I find that it's harder to like sit down and read and really dive into the word. I don't know if what your experience has been, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, definitely when you don't make a practice of it, then it's harder. You know, the times that you pick it up, it's harder to concentrate and not be distracted and to know what's really going on. And, uh, Again, I know for me, I've experienced many times where I'll just, like, I'm in a rush and I'll read it. And I mean, yeah, it's still good to at least read it. But at the same time, it's like, if you're not, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to meditate on what you're actually reading, then what's, what's really the point? If you're, if you're just reading to, which I've done plenty of times, if, if you're doing it just to check it off a box, I mean, the point of the Bible is to really um, kind of be a mirror into our lives. Um, I know it says in, I, I know it says in James that basically the word is it, it should be a mirror and and if a man looks into a mirror and sees something in the mirror like he's gonna do something about it if he sees something wrong just like if you have you know spinach in your teeth and you see it in the mirror you're gonna you're not gonna leave it there right. <laughs> you're gonna do something about it so um it's support to just make sure that um Again, prayer and, and reading the Bible is not out of habit. It's not just some, it's not something that you're trying to check off the box, but um, you're trying to genuinely to do it to 
get to know God and get closer to God, that he would be really um, your foundation. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, that's hard with, you know, life happens and we get distracted and we get back into the whole checking the box thing. But it's important to um, kind of reevaluate yourself as often as you can be like, where am I at right now? Um, am I doing this to seek God and, and, and asking God, you know, if, if I feel like my heart is not there, um, God, can you help me that I would do it to find you and not to check off a box? Not because, not because it's a habit, but because, but because I truly want to know you. Um, and I truly want to depend on you. And again, um, having people that will help you keep accountable, keep you accountable for that. Yes, um, that is important. So, so today, I guess um, we wanted to talk about a little bit of, of what's going on in the world. Um, I know we've kind of touched on prophecy here before, um, and there's just so much going on, not, not just in the world, but more specifically with Israel. And, mm -hmm. you know, we want to maybe touch on why, why keeping our eyes on Israel is so important. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So, um, do you, do you want to kick it off or you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your notes are on this. I mean, we can just start by talking about what's, what's going on, so right? There's maybe some history, maybe some some history about it yeah i mean i don't have the whole history uh i don't know if you have it but i know um this conflict between palestine and israel has been going on for ages <laughs> forever <laughs> so it's not just something that happened out of nowhere it's it's something that's been really building up and so um i you know there's different reasoning reasonings that people give for you know what's going on and why it's going on um but i would say the main one is you know uh, religion and fighting for, you know, the promised land, which is Jerusalem. Everyone thinks that it's their land. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably one of the main reasons from what I've come to understand. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's interesting that this little patch of dirt in the middle East is so sought after by many nations. I mean, you hear Palestine, um, you know, claiming, you know, Jerusalem to be theirs. You hear Turkey doing the same thing. Um, you, you see the United States uh, immensely involved in, in defending Israel. And I, I believe that, you know, part of the reason why the United States has, has been so prosperous and so successful as a nation, you know, in especially in becoming a world power is is part of their defense of of Israel because you know that Israel is God's nation it's God's mm -hmm. people and um and yeah so uh i i i want so some of the history um you know i'll i'll say what i do know um Israel Israel became a nation a sovereign nation in 1948 uh, that was 73 years ago, so May 14, 1948, um, and they just turned 73, and that is significantly important 
I'm going to ask you to help me with maybe some verses. Um, okay. Um, because I think my iPad's about to die soon. Um, I do have my actual Bible here with me, but... Um, There's so many verses. <laughs> well, I... I well, I don't know the exact verses, but but I'm sure you could narrow it down. Um, but but uh, but yeah. So so um, you know, from from the very beginning of of the Torah, you you know, you read that you know Israel is is God's chosen people. You know, they they're put through so many trials and so many things, and um, you know they. So they they're obedient. So God blesses them, and then they're disobedient, and God punishes them. And you know it's it's so much ups and downs. And and there comes a point where um, where Daniel gets a prophecy, right? He gets a prophecy, and he says, um, you know, something along the lines of, "This is for Israel. You know, this this has to happen." Um, you know, talks about. Um, you know future events that are supposed to come to pass and some of the signs that that point to that and and the and again the reason this is current events but part of the reason why we wanted to talk about it and why we think it's relevant is because you know I remember somebody being asked you know if you know if you could describe or if you could explain or prove the existence of god with one single word what would it be and their answer was Israel. Like all you have to do to prove the existence of God is look at Israel, look mm -hmm. at their history, look at look at look at everything that they've gone through. Look at look at what Scripture says about them, and you'll see that they they the, the hand of God is truly upon Israel. Yeah, like 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 the actual nation Israel. Mm -hmm. Um. And 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 the interesting about it is that so many of them reject Jesus, right? Um, we know yeah. we know from history, right? Um, you know, um, Jesus was born a Jew, and he came professing the the kingdom of God, and and they called him demon possessed. They called right. him blasphemous, and they they even uh challenged him and and he met and exceeded every challenge and even still they're like you know yeah. this guy's gonna ruin us right and 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 they were so into their uh legalism and and religiosity that that they they you know they were threatened by jesus and that's that's why they um they killed him um and that's part of it um, the art, the other part of it is it had to happen. Right. Th that's what was written. It had to happen. And it had to happen that way um, in order to make the redemptive sacrifice so significant, right? Um, someone who lived a perfect life, who, you know, came and, and died and took took on the wrath and the punishment for all of our sins that you know have ever existed and would ever exist i mean that's that's hard to swallow yeah um and so and so they killed him um and um you know it was prophesied in in daniel that they would have you know 490 years of uh 
of, of trial and uh, tribulation and and 483 of those have already come to pass and and that leaves leaves seven years seven mm -hmm. years can of, you can you explain that a little more so you said 400 and 480 years 400, 400 no, so so the prophecy said 490 years 490 and, and years 483 have have been fulfilled or come to pass already um, okay. that that included the destruction of the temple in AD 70 there you know them being enslaved you know uh, just altogether okay um you know they went through seven se what is it 70 years at one point uh, being enslaved and um I, again I, I don't remember the exact details of that um and maybe we could just make a whole episode on that um, yeah but but we but the point is the point of our episode today is to kind of fast forward into why that's so relevant mm -hmm. so so coming from such a long history um you know, of being good with God, not being good with God, ultimately getting to the point where there, you know, there's seven years left of of trial and tribulation that that Israel as a nation has to go through, right? As, a, you know, the, the Jews as a culture have to go through, but also those who reject Jesus have to go to because my thought is, is that, we are all God's people, right? Everyone that accepts mm -hmm. Jesus are 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 kind of adopted into Israel. At the same time, even though we are adopted into Israel, um, we're not Jewish. We're still Gentiles, right? Some of us. Yeah. And so those, because there's even Jews that have accepted Jesus. So that those they are still Jewish, but they've accepted Jesus, um, but. But we, yeah. we've known from the, the beginning of, of history for Israel, there's been there's been the Jewish and the Gentiles. Yeah, because the Bible the Bible makes that distinction, like you said. There's Israel, there's the Gentiles, and then there's uh, which are two separate people, um, and then there's a bride, which includes you know all believers who believe Jesus is the way um, to the Father. Yeah. So so. Um... So why why is it so important again to keep our eyes on on Israel is because a, a big part of prophecy is tied to them. Um, you know, um, Scripture says that because they rejected him in his first coming, that he would harden their hearts and and they would be blind to his truth mm -hmm. un until until Jacob's troubles. You know, until they went through the. Uh, tribulation they they mm -hmm. would not believe and so that that is already that's a, that's already written that's a written prophecy that has not come to pass yet um it, yeah. will, it will however come to pass during the seven-year tribulation yeah. and uh, you know i explained it to somebody recently that the seven-year tribulation it's something that's going to occur where god will pour out his wrath onto every um, person on earth or, you know, the entire earth. Um, and this will be after his church is no longer here. Um, this will be the essentially the last seven years before judgment. 
mm-hmm. right? Or, so when you say, so just to clarify for everyone, when you say there's 70 years left, you don't mean 70 years from now. From no, now, no, no. 70 years from Jesus coming for his church. Right, right. So set, no, 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 no. So seven years before Jesus' ultimate return and him establishing his kingdom on earth. You're saying seven years from now? No, not seven years from now. So the prophecy said 490 years of trial and tribulation for Israel. This was 1,500 plus years ago. Okay. Since since that time, 483 have been fulfilled. There's That means there's still seven years left. The reason that that is interesting is that Jesus also said um, that you know, uh, let, let's go, let's go to the parable because, um, there is, there's a parable here where Jesus specifically, specifically, um, references Israel. And, and the first one is here in Matthew 24, 32, where he's, where Jesus says, now learn this parable from the fig tree. And, and here's the reason we know it's Israel because er, every reference to the fig tree represents Israel in scripture. So now learn this from this uh learn this parable from the fig tree. As soon as its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near at the door. I assure you, this generation will certain certainly not pass away until all these things take place, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Um, or if you want any input. If not, I can just continue. Yeah, just continue. Okay. So, so um, Jesus here, uh, referencing the fig tree, um, is, is drawing a parallel to Israel and saying that in the same way that the fig tree blossoms, you know that summer is near, is compared to, you know, you know Israel being, uh, being Israel and knowing that when that happens, when they, when they become prosperous and blossom, then, you know, that's when you know that Jesus' return is near. So how do yeah. we how do we know um, that when that when that blossoming of Israel ha- you know began to sprout, like it says in the first part of that, where it says, as soon as its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. You know that's like so. So how do we how do we know that is when Israel became a sovereign nation? That was in 1948. That mm-hmm. was 73 years ago, exact. And he says, and he follows and he says, I assure you. That, now, when Jesus says, I assure you, or truly, truly, I say to you, or verily, verily, whichever translation you have, this is something that you need to really look at and take serious. Mm-hmm. That's almost like Jesus saying, hey, no joke, or no cap, right? I think that's that's the thing. Is that yeah. is that a thing now? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm presuming to know what no cap means, but I, I it means I, I no lie. Yeah, so no lie. so it's like Jesus saying no cap, like this is for mm. real, for real. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know <laughs> that that's like 
that's kind of what Jesus is saying. And, and it's like, you need to pay attention when he says that. So he says, I assure you, this generation will certainly not pass away until these things take place. When he says this generation, what's he talking about? Now, granted, he's talking to the disciples, right? He's talking to the disciples, but, but he's not talking about their generation because he's, he's right before that, he's talking about Israel. And mm -hmm. he says, in the same way, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near at the door. So I assure you, this generation will not pass until these things take place. So he's talking about the generation that, that comes from the sprouting of Israel. So that, that essentially means anybody born in or around 1948. So if you witness Israel becoming a, a, a nation, then you, you kind of fall under that. So I, so we understand also from some, from the Bible that a generation uh, is anywhere between 70 and 80 years. That's a, an entire generation. Um, and, and some of the stronger folks in a generation, you know, will we'll kind of extend that a little bit to about 85 or 90, right? The really strong, mm -hmm. strong people. Um, so, so what this means is that if, if generally speaking, a generation is 70 to 80 years old, you know, 10 years ago would have been a time to watch and start to watch for the return of Jesus based on this, because you've already said, all right, it's 70 years. This is a, a generation, you know, at least this is the start of, of the end of the generation. At 70 years, we need to be watchful. 10 years in, now we realize, okay, it's not 70 years, so it's obviously 80 years. 10 years later, we're obviously closer to that. And the whole idea is, is that, you know, if we, again, if we've been in the last days for the last 2,000 years, then where we are now is in the last hour, uh, potentially in the last minute, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and what that means is that Jesus's return is so, so close that I, I believe it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, you know, again, we don't know when that's going to happen, but based on the way things are lining up, I think there's, uh, there's a very, um, I know in the next couple of days and throughout the next year, it's going to be like, um, you know, a high alert or high watch for those of us that are, you know, kind of looking for the signs or looking at the signs and, and trying to, you know, I guess, make sense of the signs and how they align or correlate with prophecy and, and, and everything. Um, the, we're, we are going to be very attentive to, to these sort of things. Um, why? Because everything is lining up with prophecy, you know, um, Starting with the, you know, uh, how Daniel says that there will be a um, a peace covenant that will be made with Israel, you know, that will mm -hmm. be confirmed. You know, Daniel 9.27 talks about that. And confirmation simply implies that there has already been a peace treaty established that will have to probably be, you know, um, amended or, you know, reassured or whatever the case is and you know 
I, I think many, many theologians, scholars, people that study the word, um, I think most of us agree that, that what that means is that something has to happen. Something big has to happen to cause a confirmation of a peace treaty that has already been established. Now, we saw last year the establishment of the peace treaty with Israel and some of its surrounding countries, um, you know, Bahrain, Egypt, uh, the United Arab Emirates. Um, so, so that was kind of like setting it up. And that's, for me, that told me, hey, things are happening, right? That along with, now, I, I was going to say along with everything else that's happening in the world, but I'll try to kind of stay within our boundaries of Israel. So, so, uh, so that, and yes, along with everything else that happened kind of points to it, but specifically with Israel, we, we see that that treaty means something and it points to Daniel 9.27. At the same time, with what's going on now, we see that Israel is, is very prosperous. Israel is probably one of the most advanced countries. I don't know if you know this, but Israel is one of the most advanced co uh, countries technologically in the world. Mm -hmm. Medically, and in almost every sense of the word, they are the most advanced. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me put it this way. They, they right now have a technology that they've been working on where they are trying it like on a square block radius. And what it is is they've, they've implemented this technology for electric vehicles that it's just beneath the surface of the street so that while you are driving, it's also charging your electric car. Interesting. And if it's, if it's successful, which I think it will be, they're going to then implement it throughout the entire country or city or whatever, wherever they're testing it. But that is Israel. Now, if you haven't seen it already with what's currently going on, their defense system is insane. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a video game, almost, right? In the sense that it doesn't even look real. Um, you know, no matter what, what comes at Israel, um, this automated defense system shoots it down. Like, oh, I, I don't know, at least 80, 90 plus percent of the time. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a very advanced system. And, and again, this war is going on between this piece of land, but, you know, if, if you've read scripture and, you know, everything that, that the prophets talk about that pertain to Israel, what Jesus said, I mean... So, so going back to what Jesus said. So Jesus said that in Matthew 24, 32, right? Mm -hmm. But in Luke 21, 29, um, Luke points out, gives us a little bit more insight. Because it says, then he told them a parable. Look at the fig, at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put out leaves, you can see yourselves and recognize that summer is already near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, this generation will not this this generation will certainly not pass away until all things take place. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So, it's interesting to me that um, in the beginning of this verse here, 21-29, Jesus says, well, first in Matthew, he says, learn this parable. parable. And in this one, he doesn't, you know, Luke is expressing that. He says, look at the fig tree and the and all the trees. So part of Jesus' parable wasn't just learn the parable. Learn parable. It wasn't just learn the parable, know its significance, but also after knowing the significance, look at it. Mm-hmm. Look at the fig tree. Watch out for it. Pay attention to it. So in other words, look at Israel. Look at what's going on with Israel. Pay attention to it. And 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 it and in a sense that's that's God speaking to us, telling us to get ready, to repent, to accept Christ. I mean, you can't look at this stuff that was written, you know, thousands of years ago and say and and, and not take it seriously. Yeah. No, and even um even before that which obviously points to the fact that the fig tree is Israel, which I didn't notice that until you pointed it out, Maureen. But if you look at 21, 20, 20 to 24, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. And let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains and let those who are inside the city depart and let those who are out in the country, out in the country enter it. For these are the days of vengeance to fulfill all that it is written. Alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, for there will be great distress upon the earth and wrath against his people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all the nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Uh, I'm sorry, but I... I... In one sense, I I can't look at that and not get emotional because, like I said, I see everything that's going on and I I know I'm going to meet Jesus Uh, and and I know it's going to happen soon. And and I know, uh, again, when I say soon, it could be in a minute, in a year, 10 years, 20, whatever. But when I say soon, I mean that if God permits me to live a full life, Considering that eighty years is, a, is would be my generation or a generation, then then I'm definitely gonna meet Jesus. I, right. I I can confidently say that I will be here, and you know to to witness the the being caught up and meeting mm-hmm. Jesus in the clouds. I I I mean I'll bet anything on that, and so. The only thing that's that's going to allow me to meet Jesus before that is if I die, right? If he calls me before right. then. But either way, I'm going to meet Jesus. And and it's it's for me, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful, overwhelming thought that sometimes gets me to, to, to kind of think about, you know, what, what's the first thing I'm going to ask or say? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd be speechless. Um, yeah. I heard, I heard, um, you know, Doctor uh, John Lennox 
um, was asked this question one time. And they asked him, what, what would you say, you know, when you, what are you going to say when you meet Jesus? And I think, he, I think he gave an answer that couldn't be more perfect and an answer that I think every Christian would undoubtedly um, adopt. And what he would say is, when he's standing right in front of Jesus, is he would say, why didn't I commit to you sooner? Mm-hmm. And I I think about that, and it just it it really it really hits home for me because, like I said, I've I've only you know I've been a bootleg Christian for most of my life. I say that jokingly, but yeah. in all seriousness, I've wasted. I've wasted 30 plus, 35 plus years of my life. Right. You know, I've, I, I've wasted so much time that I, that I could have been growing in the Lord and so much time that I, that I could have been uh, spending in, in fulfilling the, the Great Commission and, and sharing the gospel. And, and in that sense, I feel terrible because I have failed so, so much family and friends and um you know i you know that's 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 part of that's partially one of the things that that maintains me and keeps me in repentance because i look back and think about what a waste what what a waste that i have been as a christian in that sense and so now i just you know it's just humbling to me to to think that even after all that, you know, Jesus is like putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, "It's okay." Yeah. Don't don't fear, you know. Yeah. Um. So so it's wonderful. Yeah, and I think that ultimately shows his grace when we're, and like you said earlier, his faithfulness. Because even when we're unfaithful, he keeps pursuing us and he keeps drawing us near. Um, like all that time, even though you weren't really, I would say, really pursuing God, he still had his, you know, he still had his eye on you. He, he still was still was like, pursuing me. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you know, I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. And it's great. And I'm, and I'm grateful and, and I love it. I love where I am. You know, somebody asked me recently, why, why do you, or why do Christians, uh, you know, worry so much about, uh, you know, sharing your beliefs with people. Why is that so important to you? Why don't you just let everybody be? Let everybody believe what they believe. You believe what you believe. And, and that's it. And we all, you know, try to get along. And I'm like, well, well, there's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference because the reason that Christians do what we do is, is not because we, we're it's going to get us anywhere it's not a selfish reason like every other religion every other religion yeah. is is kind nice and all that but it but it's to me it's not real it's not genuine and and while maybe some of those people are being genuine it, it doesn't their foundation is not genuine because they're doing it because they're trying to earn salvation so they view salvation as something that's meritorious while christians we don't 
we, we salvation is a free gift by grace and and we yeah. accept that through faith and because we accept that through faith that is the reason why we are the way we are that is the reason why we're kind that is the reason why we pursue others and share the good news you know you don't you don't you don't go to a restaurant have terrible food get food poisoning end up in the hospital almost killing you and then go up to your best friend or your mother and say oh man that dinner was the worst it tasted terrible but not only that it almost killed me you should try it yeah nobody says that but the reason that we say hey you should try jesus is because it's wonderful yeah it's wonderful it's it's there there is no feeling in the world that i've experienced or, or that i don't think that i will ever experience that would surpass the feeling that i have now the I think the only thing that's going to surpass the feeling that I have now with Jesus is actually being face to face with him. Yeah. And 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 so it's it's such a wonderful thing and and again the reason why we do this is because we we genuinely love people. Yeah. We love people because we we have the same creator. We're all in that sense related and we love you and we want you to share in in the joy and and the grace and the wonderfulness that that God represents and and that he fills you with and and the hope and just everything there's everything there's there's nothing negative about uh you know uh seeking God um and uh I, I don't know that that's just you know that's just how i feel about it and and that's why we do it it's because we love you and we don't want you to perish in eternal torment that's just it we don't want that for anybody granted it's your choice we don't want it for you and um and that's fine you know you have the right to to reject that but but man I, you know, my heart hurts for, for you. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I feel like we've talked less about Israel than I think we, we intended to, but, but, but the basic uh, idea is that, you know, um, Israel is extremely important mm -hmm. um, to the world. It's extremely important to God. And watching Israel um, will, you know, if you watch Israel and read the Bible, you will watch, literally, you will watch the word come to life in the fulfillment of prophecy. Yeah. And it's an incredible thing to, to watch and witness. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah. I was just going to add, so we see this, maybe just talk a little, <laughs> a little bit more about, about it before we close. Um, so Israel and uh, Palestine are obviously fighting over this land. And I was listening to John Piper. And obviously, you know, the Bible talks about how, you know, the promised land is Israel's. It's Israel's, you know, it's the chosen people's land. You know, it's yeah. something that God promised to them. 
However, Israel is is and has been in rebellion because they reject Jesus the Messiah. Right. Um, but ultimately, like we've said, the the word the word says, God says that the land will, you know, eventually be theirs. And I think we'll see that we'll see that, you know, come to pass. I think we're gonna see it. I think we're going to see a shadow of it or, or something mimicking it when, um, when the antichrist comes and, you know, you know, there is a ultimately a covenant with Israel. Um, but we're, we're, it's not going to really happen until the millennium where Jesus is going to reign and Israel is going to be the, basically the center of the world. Yeah. And, and, you know, they'll have Israel. And the interesting part about that is that when Jesus shows up after the rapture, after the tribulation, and establishes his kingdom here on earth for a thousand years, people will recognize that he is God. Yeah. But still reject him. Still reject him. So I wanted to, I don't know if you wanted to um, add to that, but uh, I mentioned, I briefly touched on this verse earlier, but um, there's a famous verse in Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, I know the plans I have for you, right? Um, and I didn't realize this until I finally, you know, looked at, you know, the context of it before and after. And if, you know, if you look, if you look at the chapter, God is talking to Israel and not is not only is God talking specifically to Israel, but God is talking to Israel after so af, like after rebellion, after Israel has rebelled for the, you know, whatever number of time. I'm I'm sure there's infinite and not infinite, but there's a um a lot of times that God that Israel has failed. After that, that's when God responds with this, and I'll read it quickly. It says where 2911. Jeremiah, gotcha. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you," declares the Lord, "and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations. Um, and if we know, you know, historically Israel." you know, is spread among all the nations, um, yeah. nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I'll bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, you, you can see that there's punishment because of their rebellion, but there is so much, there's so much grace that is totally undeserved because I, uh, again, like I said, Israel has been turns away from God and turns back to God and turns away from God and, and all that. Um, and so we see that ultimately, no matter what we see with Israel, there is a plan that God has, God has for Israel. Yeah. And just, and we can see that that's, I mean, there's a reason also why a lot of people take this verse and, you know, we, we say it's for us too, because that's the same thing that God has for us, where it's like his, his grace, his grace is so huge. Um, and he has a plan for us. Yeah. And so we, we should be seeking him. We should, uh, if, you know, if we are in rebellion, we need to turn and repent and turn our face towards him um, because his plans for us are great. And obviously when, when it says that the plans are great, it doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to make you rich, you know, in, the, in this life or I'm going to give you all the possessions in this life. It's I'm going to give you treasures 
you know, in eternity, you yeah. know, and you're going to be with him for eternity. And that's, you know, that's really what matters because this, this life, like we've said before, is, is not infinite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's perishable. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I want to touch on that last part where he says, I will gather you back. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and in essence, make you whole. Um, and, and like you said, from history, you know, um, they were Rome, you know, pretty much pushed them out into the world. Mm-hmm. The interesting part is that that is also a part of prophecy mm-hmm. that they will all be gathered back in Israel. And if you look, I mean, do the research yourself, but if you look over the last, probably more in the last three years than in the last decade, people have been coming back to Israel in in numbers that are, I mean, it's crazy. The amount, you know, people from France. I mean, I think la- last year or the year before, they had like a record number of, you know, new of new residents coming back to Israel from France, just France alone. And, and just from all over the world, they're just, everyone every everyone that's jewish is going back to israel so uh you know that's also part of you know of that prophecy all kind of coming into play some of it happens you know um consecutively some of it happens simultaneously and uh, and and it's just you know israel is is the place to be watching it is the fig tree um also, also in luke i forgot to mention in the fig tree you know he says, look, Jesus says, look at the fig tree and all the trees. Now, that's mm-hmm. something else that's interesting to explore. All the trees, he's talking about, you know, all the other countries that surround Israel, which, which also have a, a tree representation. Um, uh, and, and they all, in essence, became the countries that we know today, you know, within, you know, a decade or two from each other. All, yeah. all within the you know the you know a cluster of of a decade or two. So again, Israel is is extremely important. I'm I'm always posting about Israel because you know, and I'm o- I always post the guy that says, "Pay attention, <laughs> pay attention," um, mm-hmm. because they they are definitely uh, you know to watch for. It's it's part of you know one of the the signs that that Jesus is near and and really, I mean it's not it's not a joke man it's not a joke we need to right. we need to really settle down and and you know and get close as close to god as we possibly can we need to invest in that relationship you know i explained to somebody today that 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 asked me you know well you know i i you know i believe in jesus and i'm like i'm like okay but that that doesn't mean anything without discipleship because well, number one that I've said before, you know, I believe in Satan. That doesn't make me a Satanist. So believing in Jesus doesn't make you a disciple of Jesus. Um, I could I could say that I work, you know, uh, next door to where I work, but if but if I don't actually work where I work, then I'm misrepresenting myself. Right. I just simply work next door. So in the same sense, you know. For everyone that says that they're a Christian, you know, think about that because if any part of 
what you identify as a Christian contradicts scripture, what Jesus said, or the way he lived his life, then, then you need to check yourself before you literally wreck yourself in, in, in the coming future here shortly, anytime, anytime now. Um, so, uh, oh, I wanted to add too. the other significant part is that, you know, the last seven years of the tribulation, which pertain to Israel and anyone who rejects Jesus, um, you know, the, which those seven years can fall anywhere in the timeline, just to be clear. I find it interesting that, that Israel also has about seven years left on their generation from when they became a nation which mm-hmm. Jesus points to in that in that verse. And so I find it interesting and that's why I say that this next year because you know there'll be 73 years until May 14 of next year it's going to be uh you know a high uh, high high watch time for for those of us that are watching for you know Christ's return. Now because Jesus said that nobody knows the day or the hour I I can guarantee that when it happens, we're all going to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we're going to realize it, um, and, and and we're going to be surprised um, when it happens. Yeah, and and it's funny. It's funny. I had. I don't know that it was a dream. I wouldn't call it a vision. It was more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I was you know I was sleeping, and. I felt between, you know, being asleep and kind of being awake, um, I felt like I was being pulled, mm-hmm. like my entire body was being pulled. And I promise you that when I realized the feeling that I had, I said, thank you, Jesus. I'm ready. <laughs> I thought it was the rapture. <laughs> I thought it was like in my in my uh you know uh between being asleep and awake uh I I genuinely thought it was the rapture and I was like thank you Jesus yeah. I'm ready and I uh, you know I I I can only imagine that that that's um you know maybe maybe God having some fun with me and indulging in 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 my heart you know some of my my wishes because I I always right. ask that I, that I'm able to you know, experience as much of God as I possibly can in any way, you know, through dreams, visions, whatever. Um, and, um, and you know, and, and those kinds of things don't happen too often. But, but you know, if that is uh, 25% of what, what it's going to feel like, then, then I really cannot wait for that day. Um, so, so, yeah, so, you know, watch out for Israel. And um, I don't know. I, hit us up with questions. I mean, there's there's so much to talk about when, as it comes to Israel because we left out so much detail in history. Um, but but we really do need to to pay attention. Amen. So I guess I guess that's it, right? Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Um, you can find us at Christ Alone Podcast. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for Twitter, which is Christ Alone Pod. And our number is 407-796-2881. Feel free to leave us a voicemail 
or shoot us a text message with questions, prayer requests, whatever whatever you want. And for those of you that are thinking about texting us and asking us where you can buy some of our T-shirts, you can go to ChristAlonePodcast.com in the top right-hand corner and click the link that says store. It will take you right to it. Free shipping. So go get your uh, merchandise. I think, I think um, I don't know, I was thinking about adding some some new shirts. Maybe, um, I don't know, we need to talk about that off, off mic, but... Um, you know, we hope to have maybe some new designs that could potentially encourage you to, to wear it that can hopefully spark conversation and help you as a Christian, um, you know, uh, start sharing the gospel in one way, shape or form. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a new believer, uh, you know, you can get something that, that, you know, uh, where you know you could show that you're unashamed to be a disciple of Christ. So, um, either way, the idea is to get get people talking and 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 glorifying God in any way possible, and mm-hmm. always, of course, doing it with gentleness and respect. All right. So God bless everyone. Um, we love you. Um, you know, and whether. Even though we don't know many of you, we we still pray for our listeners and hope that, you know, that God is is reaching you and tugging on your heart. I know for a lot of people, God tugging on your heart, you might not recognize it now, but I'm going to give you a little hint because I went through it. Sometimes when God tugs on your heart, and we'll end with this, (laughs) sometimes when when God tugs on your heart, um, it, it makes you uncomfortable. You know, it makes you uncomfortable to maybe even hear about God. You know? mm. it, it makes you because there's that there's a spiritual war going on where, you know, um, Satan's tugging you from one side and God is waving at you on the other side and and you're in the middle and, and, and you it's something that just makes you so uncomfortable that sometimes you don't want to talk about it. You you're you're like I've had it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep looking into this. Um, and, and, or, or if I, if you go to a church and you don't feel right about it, um, you know, you got to understand that, that, you know, uh, when, when the light is shined upon something, the darkness disappears. And, and, you know, if, if you, if you were to personify darkness, which we can as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. If you personify darkness, it, it, hates the light because in essence the light is the end of the darkness so yeah so so that is the that is what goes on inside where you know when for me it got to a point where i was like man i know i consider myself a christian but whatever man whatever happens happens i'm just gonna enjoy my life i'm gonna try to be a good person and that's it um, and hope that God forgives me, right? I mean, I already accepted him, and that was kind of the requirement. Like, you gave me a free gift of salvation. I've accepted it. I'm saved. You know, I'm good. And, Thanks, but I'm going to do me. Yeah. No, no, like, I'll accept it, quote, unquote, accept it, and then, you know, set the gift on the shelf and and, and let it collect <laughs> dust and and not keep it with me, not keep salvation with me. Ooh. And and. and I wasn't... That reminds me, you know, that reminds me of the parable, uh, the parable of the tenants, where uh, the master of this house gives uh, gives uh, some different um, 
workers, you know, he has to leave. And so he's like, I'm, I'm going to give you um, some of these talents. And so he leaves talents with these different people. And one of the, one of the person, one of the people, when the master gets back is like, listen, I multiplied it and I got all this profit. And another one is, you know, you know, says they're on the same thing. I got this amount of profit for, for what you gave me. And then this, the third one is like, you know, I knew that you were a, a harsh master. And so I didn't want to, I guess I didn't want to disappoint you, I guess was what he was getting at. And he's like, so I hid the talent and the master's like, you fool, you, you were afraid of me. So you hid it. I mean, if you at least put it in a bank, it would have gathered interest and you would have <laughs> done something with what I gave you. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And so, so the master was, was like, take, take the, take these talents away from this man and take the, you know, give it to someone who did something with what I gave him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so that's what it feels like. And, and, you know, I thought every time that I, and I'll admit this to you now because, you know, I've never been scared of you, but even, even when, when you, when you like, dedicated so much of your time to church to worship to praying i know that you know uh at least when you lived with mama bear and papa bear you 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 kind of got into your into the closet and you'd be there sometimes for an hour sometimes for two hours and um and i was like man all right like you know enough's enough you know like i want to spend time with you like uh you know you can spend time with god anytime you know and, right. and that that was my that was my selfishness you know that was my sinful nature that was you know kind of making me jealous of god and, and 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 you know and it bothered me it really bothered me it genuinely bothered me and i know now that the reason that it bothered me is because i didn't have that is because you know I didn't have that, and you did, and part of it was the the my sinful nature rejecting rejecting that at the same time. You know, the spirit mm -hmm. wanted it, but the flesh was like, eh, nope, yeah. And so that that is that is the struggle, and that's why it makes people uncomfortable. You know, uh, to hear about God, and it's like, oh, you're always with your like. I get this all the time now. You're always with your Bible. You're why are you always reading it? You're always talking about God. Everything always has a reference to God or, you know, um, you know, why don't you just, you know, let me believe what I believe. And it's all the same over and over. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and and again, we've answered that question already, but but um, it's, um, you know, it's God tugging on your heart. And, and it's not it's no accident that you listen to this podcast. It's no accident that you get uncomfortable. Um, you know, when certain things are said or you see certain things or you go to certain places, that's, that's not, that's not, um, something to be ignored. You know, there's a reason the same way that you go into a wrong part of a neighborhood and your spirit tells you, Hey, you need to leave this place right now. That's, yeah. that's God telling you. You need to you need to leave this place because that's your that's your conscience that's that's your 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 spirit telling you that and so in the same way um, that's why 
you know, you feel uncomfortable because God is genuinely tugging at your heart. And like I said, I've been a bootleg Christian most of my life, and I know what God tugging in your heart feels like because he's done it for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. So um, 30 plus years. So so I, I know exactly what that feels like. So I understand. But, mm-hmm. you know, we love you. God bless you. And uh, I'll see you next time. Or speak to you next time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We won't. We can't even say we'll listen to you next yeah. time because we won't listen. Well, to that. you know what? Um, I, I I guess I can say now. You know, we we're we're moving sometime at the end of the year. We're buying a house. <gasps> what? Praise God for that. Yeah, you already knew, but okay. Praise God for that. We're moving to a new house, and I hope to have uh you know a setup where we can maybe start doing video. Um, I do I do intend to to do a video soon, anyways um as as a you know just a like i don't know god god has put that in my heart to just make a video and you know reach out to friends family and whoever watches it to you know to repent and and you know because the time is now the time is now amen all right so god bless everyone we love you and we'll talk to you next time god bless you guys